Hello everyone and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts, let's learn some English. Hello and welcome. It's that time we're doing a Q&A, so please, if you have any questions for me, ask them in the chat. Any questions about English or English grammar or culture in English-speaking countries, or maybe you want to know about Chatterbug or something about me, please, please, please feel free to ask your questions in the chat. That is what today's stream about is today. Um, that's what today's stream is about today. No, <laughs> I can't speak English anymore. That is what today's stream is about, or that is what the stream is about today. So please ask some questions in the chat if you have any. I'm happy to answer whatever you want to know about English. Um, so, the first question we had was from Diana J, and the question was, what's the difference between story and history? What's the difference between story and history? Um, and this is a good question, because I understand that in some languages, like French and Spanish, they use the same word for both. Um, and so I want to help you with this a little bit. So history refers to the past, whereas a story refers to a narrative, if that makes sense. So history, we're talking about studying things that happened in the past, when they happened, and what happened. Um, whereas, whereas story is more about telling a narrative, telling, um, telling things that make people feel a certain way, um, like a movie is a story. A movie can be based on history and also be a story. That's where it gets confusing. So I'm going to show you some examples. Let me tell you the story of how I met your mother. Now, this is more of a story because you're telling about a narrative. You're going to say, like, well, we met and then we walked hand in hand and blah, blah, blah. You're telling a narrative. You're creating something to create a feeling. Whereas you wouldn't really say, let me tell you the history of how I met your mother, you could say, in history, this is when this man met this woman. But you're not really trying to kind of create a lovely thing to tell someone. Um, whereas you could talk about the history of this building. The history of this building is really interesting. It was first built in 1907 by settlers, and then this person moved in, and then this person moved in, and then this person moved in. So history is more sort of facts, about things that happened, whereas a story is more something to make you feel a certain way, have, an, have you know, inspiration. It's a, uh, a lovely thing to hear, or not necessarily a lovely thing, you can have sad stories as well. And stories aren't always true, but history is always true. So, if that makes sense. Um, very, very good. Uh, thank you to my loyal supporters who are here. So, Icicle means Great to see you. I always love to see supporters in the chat, so welcome. Um, next up, another question. Uh, ah, my next question was from Mings. Do English speakers care about grammar? Do English speakers care about grammar? And I think you mean sort of in spoken English. And I would say it's difficult. It depends. So generally, there are certain things that grammatically are important to help a sentence make sense. And there are things that if you say them 
it could confuse an English speaker if you don't get it grammatically right. But there are also things where the grammar isn't so important. Um, so I'm going to show you some examples of where I think it is important. And I'm going to show you some examples of where it isn't so important. So for example, this sentence here, he liked the food. He liked the food. Now I would say here, the grammar, because it's wrong grammar, it gives away straight away that the person isn't comfortable speaking English. So there's nothing wrong with it. I can still understand. But because you said he liked the food and not he likes the food, it just sounds off. And so most English speakers will straight away go, hmm, that's not a, a, a confident English speaker. That's someone who makes mistakes still. So he liked the food. Here's another grammatic example. I saw my mother. He is a beautiful woman. Now, again, this sounds weird to an English speaker because we have genders. So we have he for men and she for women. And so I say, I saw my mother. He is a beautiful woman. It's confusing. It makes it sound like a weird sentence to me. And it makes me think this person doesn't know English so well. Here's another example. Few men were looking after their three dog. Now, we use plurals in English. Plurals are very expensive, uh, important. Two men were looking after their three dogs. And it sounds weird if you don't use the plural. Two men were looking after their three dogs. And so I would go, if you don't use the plural, I go, wait, does he mean one dog or three dogs? Which, which is the person trying to say? So it's confusing. So there is grammar that's important. Where there's, there are other things in English grammar that a lot of English speakers ignore. For example, this sentence, who gave it to whom? Now that is correct grammar. I, I gave it to him. Who gave it to whom? To whom shall I give this apple? But a lot of English people don't say whom. It's sort of fallen out of fashion. So a lot of people would just say, who gave it to who? Um, and so that's why I would say it sort of depends. Um, but I would say generally try and be accurate with your grammar because you don't know when it's a rule that English people follow and when it's a rule that English people don't follow. And then the other thing, of course, is there's different types of English. There's different English spoken in different regions. And there they, they have different grammar in different regions as well. And so you never know whether if you get wrong grammar, it's going to be accepted or not. So I think it's safe just to go to the kind of sort of accepted either UK or official American or official Jamaican or official Australian accent uh, or dialect um, to try and, you know, speak the grammar, because I do think grammar still is important-ish. So that was a long way of saying it depends. <laughs> um, here, we've got some more questions. Um, Ah, Nat, it's lovely to see you as well. And you are my Chatterbug family, so uh, welcome. <laughs> uh, Wafa asks, if we have more followers in Chatterbug, can we make money like in social media? Well, obviously, Chatterbug is a very young app. And so right now, you know, obviously, I think it would be harder to get a lot of followers. However, in the future, I absolutely think this is something that can happen. We shall see. Um, we keep trying to make Chatterbug get bigger and bigger. So hopefully if Chatterbug does get big and we have lots of followers, uh, then that is something that could happen in future. Why not? Um, but for now, obviously, that's not something, you know, our main focus is language learning um, rather than you guys 
uh, making <laughs> loads of money from Chatterbug. Although, obviously, I would love it if we could all make lots of money from it. <laughs> of course, maybe one day. I'm working on it. I'm working really hard on it. Um, any other questions? Um, yes, Shakru says, in my opinion, grammar plays an important role in English. And that was a lovely sentence. Very well written. And absolutely, I think grammar is still quite important. Um, Israel asks me, am I from England? Yes, I am from England. So um, I'll do a slide for this so you can see I was, uh, Max was born in London. Max grew up in Oxford. There we go. Uh, Max was born in London. Max grew up in Oxford. So I am from England. I was born in London. I grew up in Oxford, which is in the south of England. It was in the, it's in the uh, south of England, um, a beautiful, beautiful city. I really, really recommend Oxford and London, of course, is incredible as well. So when I speak English, I speak English with an English dialect. So if you learn English from me and if you watch my streams, I will generally be speaking in an accepted form of England in Great Britain in England. Um, and so the way I speak is obviously quite exotic to people from America. Um, but yes, I speak British English, so uh, I hope that's um, I hope that's nice for you. I hope you all like learning British English. Um, let me just look for more questions. Uh, da -da -da. Ah, yes, Janet, thank you. I'm glad to be here again. It's lovely to see you all. Um, Valerie, what is a day of people who live in Germany look like? Uh, and what does my timetable look like in the day? So I live in uh, I live in Germany. Um, I am half German, um, and German people, I would say, our timetable. German people get up quite early, I think, um, and then they do things sort of earlier than other Europeans. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dinner's probably at sort of seven. Lunch is sort of at one. Breakfast is maybe at eight or nine. So yeah, that's sort of my timetable. I'm a freelancer, so I work when I want to work, which means my timetable is a bit more free. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I do Chatterbug, but I'm also a theatre director, so my schedule changes all the time. But living in Germany, I really, really like it. I'm very, very happy living in Germany. And a lot of people, I do speak German, which is helpful, but Germany, you, if you speak English, you can travel Germany quite easily as well because a lot of people speak good English. Um, what kind of food do you like? What kind of food do you like? S1S is asking me. I love East Asian food. So I love Korean food, I love Chinese food, and I love Japanese food. Um, those are probably my favorite cuisines. I also like Thai food and Vietnamese food, but really I like East Asian food a lot. Um, I also like Middle Eastern food. Um, and I like pasta a lot. I eat a lot of pasta. And then sometimes I also like that sort of like big American, like fried chicken, ribs. I do like that as well. But my favorite foods are definitely East Asian, Japanese, Chinese. Um, I really, really enjoy those kind of things. I had Taiwanese food recently. I really liked that. I love dumplings. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, definitely like East Asian food. Um, Barbie girl, if it's a dog or a cat, do you say him, her, or it? And this is difficult in English. 
Um, so as soon as you know whether it's a boy or a girl, then you would start saying he or she. So if I have a female dog, I would call her she. Like, let's say I've got a dog and she's called Daisy. This is my dog, Daisy. Ah, she's lovely. If it's a random dog on the street, I would probably say he or it. If it's a random cat on the street, a lot of people will say she or it. Um, and that's just a weird thing in English that a lot of people say she for a cat, even if they don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. Um, so it's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say, really. Um, but generally, if you don't know, you can just say it. Um, and then as soon as you know, he or she. So, oh, what a lo lovely dog you have. How old is... How old... It, oh, I would say he. How old is he? And then the owner might go, she's three. Or then, oh, that's a lovely cat you have. Um, is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Oh, she's lovely. Um, and otherwise, if you're not talking to the owner, you can say like, oh, did you see that dog? Oh, it's so cute. It's such a cute dog. Difficult, I know. That's hard in English. Um, Ruba, how can I improve my pronunciation? It's a major problem to me. Listen and repeat. Listen and repeat. So listen to the same sentence and then say it back again and again. So, hello, my name is Max. And then you listen. Hello, my name is Max. Hello, my name is Max. Hello. You just practice the same thing over and over again. The more you practice, the more your mouse will remember what you're saying. So you just have to kind of, even if you're at home alone, going through the text, just speak, you know, speak it out loud at home to improve. Um, Pavo Loco. Max, what is more difficult to learn in English? I think the spelling in English is really difficult. I think English spelling is, I don't know if you agree with me, let me know in the chat if you think English spelling is hard, but I think spelling is hard. I'll show you an example. Um, through, path, broth, bow. So look at these words. Through, tough, trough, and bow. They're all spelt the same, but we pronounce them differently. And that's because English spelling, there's no rules in the same way that there are with like German uh, or Italian. Um, really, the spelling is quite difficult in English. So you have to learn each word on its own. Um, so that for me is the most difficult thing to learn in English. Um, so I would say give extra care to learning how to spell. And then English pronunciation is hard as well, I think. There's a lot of sounds that are weird for other languages. Um, Chakruz asks, is it possible to learn English by watching movies? The more English you hear, the better. So I think, I mean, I don't think you'll become fluent just from watching movies, but certainly if you're doing lessons and then you go home at night and you watch an English movie, it's definitely going to help. So the more you learn, the more you can, um, the more you listen, the more, the more you'll understand. So definitely watching movies helps, I think, in another language. And then if you learn a word in a class and then you watch a movie and then you'll hear the word and you'll go, ah, oh, I just learned that and it'll help you remember. Um, Mings, what theatre plays are you directing now? So I just finished directing two plays uh, in the UK. 
I did two plays, um, which I was very, very proud of. One was a sort of English comedy um, called Jeeves and Worcester. Um, I'll do that as a slide, Jeeves and Worcester. Uh, it's a popular English story by um, an author called P.G. Woodhouse. And Jeeves and Worcester is, um, it's like a butler. That's the man who kind of runs a house and serves it for a rich person. And his his master, I guess you would say. So the master and his butler. Um, and it's their kind of funny relationship because the master is is not so smart and the butler is very smart and the butler helps the master. And then I did another play about the historical figure called Alan Turing, who was a very, very interesting man. Um, and he was alive during the Second World War and he did a lot of things to help. Um, he he was a scientist and he helped sort of crack the codes, uh, the, the codes of the Nazis and helped save the war for the British and helped save Britain. Um, but then afterwards he was treated very badly um, because of his sexuality um, and he was sent to prison and um, and so it was a very very interesting play alan turing very very interesting man and he is now on our 50 pound note in england um, so he's a very very important man in history um what kind of animals do you like saif i love dogs i love dogs so much and i also love guinea pigs um, and I like any animal that you can find in a farm. So I like chickens and donkeys and horses. Um, but really, I like all animals. I love, love, love animals. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of uh, animals. Cats as well. I like but dogs are really, I really like dogs. I think dogs are very special. Um, Amina, is it possible if you've learned the American accent to change it to a British accent? I think it's possible. It might be hard. But you just have to practice. So watch a lot of British TV, copy British people, listen to British people, and then try and sound like them. Just try and copy it. I think you could. Um, Rumi, my question is, I can understand English, but I can't speak as well as I can understand it. That's okay. Understanding is a really good first step. And I think the next step is you just have to make yourself speak it. So find people to speak it with, practice with your friends, and just force yourself. But if you can understand, you've already made a big, big step. So well, well done. That's really, really good. Um, excellent job. Um, and just just try and practice the speaking. It will get easier. It gets easier the more you do it. Barbie girl, do you have siblings? Uh, yes, I have a brother. Uh, I have an older brother. Um, he is three years older than me. Uh, and yes, um, uh, ooh, interesting question, S1S. When, for example, a dog dies, you say the dog dies, or do you say another word? Because in my country, we say another word for animals. You can say the dog died, yeah. Uh, yeah, we say died. That's interesting, you've got a different word. Yeah, you say he died. So, mm. that's so interesting that you have a different word for, for death. I really like that. Um, excellent job. Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, yeah, we say the dog died, uh, or the cat died, or the fish died, or the plant died as well. Um, and even like, you know, you know when someone's nail goes black, then we say, oh, his nail died, or his tooth. If it's like a black tooth, we say it's a dead tooth. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Heba at Frash, do the native speakers talk rapidly? It depends on the region. Um, there are some regions 
in English-speaking world where they speak very quickly and others where they speak slowly. Um, I'm somewhere in the middle, I think. Um, but I could talk very quickly if I wanted to, but maybe if I spoke quickly, it would be hard to understand. So I don't think I should speak like that. <laughs> so I try and speak a little bit slower in streams. Um, I don't want to speak. Um, I don't want to speak too quickly. Um, but there are some regions where they speak slower, like Birmingham in England. They speak a bit slower. I'm from Birmingham and it's a nice city and I like Birmingham. Whereas there are other accents where they speak much, much quicker. Um, thank you, Mings. That's a lovely comment. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, yeah, Alan Turing, really interesting figure in British history. Uh, Tavo Loco, what language do you prefer to learn? I love learning Japanese because I love Japan. I love the culture. I love the movies. I love the um, the people. I went to Japan and I really, really enjoyed it. So um, I am learning Japanese. It's really hard. I, I like Japanese is so hard. I also love speaking uh, French. Um, and I would love to speak Spanish. I would love to speak Spanish. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. Um, Um, it is not enough to learn English only from Chatterbug. Chatterbug's really good for listening and really good for hearing how native people speak. And we help you, you know, understand us. Obviously, the thing with Chatterbug is you can't talk back to us. So Chatterbug is really good for a lot of things, um, for listening, for listening how real people talk. In the textbooks, a lot of the times they don't write how real people speak. So with Chatterbug, you get a real person talking. Um, but obviously, there's other things where, you know, you don't get to practice your speech so much unless you book uh, lessons with our tutors, um, which I really recommend, actually. Chatterbug um, tutors are definitely worth checking out. Um, so for sure, check out the main product. I will talk about that in another stream. Um, yeah, Barbie girl, are you married? I'm not married. No, I am happily single. Um, but I'm not married, no. Uh, Valerie, can you tell us about your self-discipline to study language and for freelance work? <laughs> self-discipline, that's a really good word. I'm going to put it as a slide. Uh, self-discipline. So self-discipline is when you're kind of, you make rules for yourself and you stick to them. So you say, I'm going to get up at eight and I'm going to make sure that I do everything I need to do before nine. And then at nine, I'm going to start work. And at five, I finish work. And then I'm going to go to the gym. That is self-discipline when you're kind of strict at making yourself do the things that you're supposed to do. And um, I would say for me, I find it difficult sometimes. Um, I think with Chatterbug, one thing that helps is that, you know, when I schedule a stream, I have to go live. So it starts at uh, at five o'clock and I know, oh, I need to I need to do the stream. Like, you know, I have to do it. There's people waiting. So I can't I I have to be disciplined for that. With the other freelance work, you know, it's getting easier and it's getting better. And the more people I know, the easier it gets. And I think that helps is when other people are relying on you. So whenever I know that I have a task I have to complete, I try and tell a few friends that I'm going to do this because the next time I see them, they're like, well, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? And I go, oh yeah, no, I did, I did. And I feel bad if I didn't. 
Um, yeah, S1S. In, uh, in my country, there are some words that we use when we speak about animals. It's interesting. So I know, for example, in German, it's true with eating. There's a different word for the way animals eat, whereas, whereas how a different word to how humans eat. We have a few examples of that in English. So, for example, I'm going to show you one. Um, the bird is preening itself. So the bird is preening itself is when a bird sort of, you know, looks after its feathers and makes itself clean. We say that the bird is preening itself. We wouldn't really say that for a human um, unless we were kind of being funny. Um, so it's preening itself. Or um, there's a few other examples as well, like um, we say for animals, when, when animals make babies, we call it mating, which we don't say with humans. Um, so yeah, when, it, when animals make babies, it's mating. Oh, he's mating. Um, or we'll also say um, like grooming. That's an animal cleaning itself. An animal is grooming itself. So there are things that we say only specifically for animals. Um, so that's absolutely true. Um, Latex here. Uh, I can help you with your French if you like. Merci beaucoup. Um, J'ai oublié beaucoup. Et uh, c'est plus... Uh, c'est difficile pour moi. Um, mais quand j'étais petit, mon français était très, uh, très bien. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Hiba, you're learning Japanese as well. Ah, it's a And Barbie Girl is also learning Spanish. Very good. Shakruz, I study Japanese and English in the University of Foreign Languages. Well done. Very good. Ilberg um, there. I have my English matriculation exam in two weeks and came to see if this app is of any help. Well, that's really good that you've got an exam. And I would say any kind of practice is good. So if you can listen to some English, uh, if you can, um, you know, practice in the chat, then uh, it's absolutely a good thing to do just to listen. Chatterbug, we do a lot of topics. So if there's a specific topic that you need to be able to speak about, it's worth doing in the search like you know let's say you're expected to be able to talk about sports we do a lot of streams about sports about food about different topics politics we've done so i would say search in the search bar for old streams about the topics that you want to be able to speak about and there's a lot of information there so definitely look at old streams i really recommend looking at old streams um is that comment in the right place or should i leave it out um i can't see where you put the comma uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that works. I have my English matriculation exam in two weeks and came to this app to see if there's any help. That's okay. You also don't need it either. Both is okay because and is a weird word where and you can put a comma or not. But that actually looks, to me, that looks nice. It's like, I have my English in, um, matriculation exam in two weeks and came to see this app as any help. For me, I think that's nice. Um, very, very good. Tavaloko, uh, how can I prove? How can I improve my language skills? I mean, in English, yes. Uh, practice, practice, practice. Absolutely, practice as much as you can. 
Um, so uh, that's the best thing that I can say, really. Um, I want to be native, and I mean to have uh, C-level English. If you've got any friends that you can talk to or spend time with, try and spend time with them. Uh, if you've got any friends who have good English, start speaking English to them. Watch English movies, listen to English uh, music, and uh, watch streams, watch YouTube videos, watch anything you can in the English language, and then try and find opportunities to speak it with other people. Um, Barbie girl, do you prefer soda or sparkling water? I definitely prefer still water. Still water. I don't like fizzy drinks, so I like iced tea and I like uh, still water. Fizzy drinks, we call it in English, in British English. They don't say that in America. But fizzy drinks is like cola, Fanta, things like that. Um, Valerie, do you feel a bit different depending on the language you speak? Definitely. I definitely feel different. I feel like a different person when I speak German. Um, I think I'm, like, cleverer in English. <laughs> that makes sense. And I can be funny in both languages, but I think in English I'm funny in a cleverer way, whereas in German I'm funny in a kind of silly way. So I do feel like a different person in both languages. Um, Chakrus. Ah, you've written in Japanese. Let's see if I can read this. Makusu anata wa nanchi deska nansai deska I am 32 years old. <laughs> Give me a while. Ooh. Japanese is hard, uh, but I'm 32 years old. Um, Latexia, I wonder if it's possible to speak to someone with this app. So do you know what, I'm gonna post it because a lot of you have asked about it. You can actually, that we do do classes. Let me just find my code for you because I get a discount code for you if you're interested in doing classes. Um, one second, uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me just find my code. Uh, this might take a second. Uh, here we go. I've got it. I've got it. I've got a discount for you. Um, so you can actually do lessons where you get to speak to a tutor for 45 minutes. Um, I'm going to put it in the chat here. Uh, so here you get a, co a discount on these lessons. Please check them out if you want. Um, Olga... Oh, and also I would say watch this space. There may be opportunities to speak to me more directly in future. We have to see. We're working on ways to do this. Um, Olga Lex, which language do you prefer to speak, English or German? So English is more natural to me, definitely. English is my kind of native, most comfortable language. German I speak fluently, but I still, there are times I have to think about it. I think that's why I like teaching German because I know what's difficult, and so I find it good to explain. Whereas English is more kind of natural, so sometimes I go, oh yeah, that is difficult, and I didn't think about it. Whereas in German, I know what's difficult. But to speak generally, probably English, but I do like speaking German a lot as well. Um, German is my kind of passion. I really, really love the German language. I find it so interesting. Uh, S1S, I'm 32 years old. I'm 32 years old. It's definitely not a secret. I turned 33 in November. 
So uh, maybe you'll see me on my birthday. <laughs> Eva Majori, how to improve grammar as most of the time I make mistakes in grammar. I think with that, it's good to read a lot. It's good to read. And then also, if you sort of write something, just ask someone to check, like, is this right or wrong? I think getting corrected helps you get good at grammar. If you've got English friends, say, when I make a mistake, tell me when I get it wrong. Um, and then, you know, they can tell you, oh, you want to say this or this, because sometimes people won't correct you because they don't want to be rude, if that makes sense. Um, Latexia, yeah. did you learn English or German at school with one of your parents? Do you feel more confident in one of the two languages you speak? If yes, why? Um, so I feel more confident in English. Uh, my mum is from Germany, um, so I was raised speaking both languages. Um, but yes, I definitely I feel more comfortable or confident in English, but I'm very, very confident in German as well. Um, and I teach German on Chatterbug, so obviously I must be quite confident in my German. Um, and yes, I learned it at school, I learned German at school and with my grandmother. Um, so that's kind of where I, and I spent a lot of time in Germany. Janet, can you speak a little bit of German? Also, klar kann ich Deutsch sprechen. Ich wohne ja auch in Berlin und ähm, ich spreche sehr, sehr gern Deutsch. Ähm, und ja, was soll ich sagen? Also, ich bin hier in meinem Schlafzimmer und ähm, es ist schön, dass ihr da alle da seid. Uh, so, yeah, I can speak a bit of um, German for you. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I find it hard uh, German, I wish I could speak it because in Switzerland they also speak German yes, and then in Switzerland they speak a very difficult kind of German as well they speak Swiss German, which I find hard to understand. Heber, do you like the American accent or um, do you think the British one is better? I like both a lot of British people don't like the American accent, but I do but a lot of British people think the American accent is a bit annoying uh, but I think that's wrong. I think American is really, I mean, you know, so many great movies and music is American with American accents. So I like the American accent very much, um, especially different accents in America. I find interesting. So yeah, I like the accents. Uh, Sergio Ivan, I have been studying English for years. Sometimes I feel frustrated when I watch English movies and don't understand. That's okay. That's part of language learning. If there's a bit you don't understand, rewind and watch again, and then rewind and watch again. When you hear it three or four times, it gets easier to understand. So, um, excellent. Um, why do we use were instead of it was in the sentence, if I were you, whereas in other sentences we say, I was in London last year. I was in London last year, or I'm going to London next year. Um, so we say, I'm going to write a sentence, if I were you, or if I were on the beach, I would be eating ice cream. Versus, I was on the beach and ate ice cream. Here's my example. If I were on the beach, I would be eating ice cream. So this is something that hasn't happened. This is something that hasn't happened. So I'm imagining a situation. If I were you, 
I'm imagining myself in your situation. If I were on the beach, I'm imagining myself being on the beach. Whereas I was on the beach is me describing something that happened. So if I were on the beach, you're saying something that hasn't happened, but you're imagining. If I were rich, I would do this. That means I'm not rich. I was rich meant I used to be rich. So I hope that makes sense. Um, Barbie girl, do you have any pets? I don't have any pets. No, no pets. I used to have dogs, but then they got old and died. So, uh, yeah, I had lovely dogs and I miss my dogs still all the time. But no, at the moment, I don't have any pets. I don't really have the life for it because I travel a lot. Uh, so I'm always traveling between London and Berlin. And I think it's not fair on an animal if I leave it alone all the time. So, um... And then I've heard British English is the best, says Janet. Well, you know, that depends. A lot of people like the British accent. Um, Americans love British accents, um, which isn't always the other way around. But that's okay. That's cool. Um, I don't think there's any one English better than the other, though. The way I see it is it's all just different. And if it was all the same, it would be boring. It's nice that different regions have different types of English. So... Everyone, I can't see any more questions, so I think I'm going to end the stream there. Um, but thank you so much for watching, everyone. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, thank you to my supporters, as always. Mings, Aresu, Latexia, Nikki84. Great to see you all in the chat. Um, Isigul, great to see you here as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you to my supporters. I really appreciate you. Um, and to everyone else, thank you so much. That's the end, uh, and that's the end of the day. I did four streams today, so I'm feeling pretty, pretty exhausted. Um, but thank you, my friends. Uh, I will be doing more streams in the next few days, so I will look forward to seeing you then. You're all amazing. Bye-bye. See you later.